Welcome to Mind Your Own Karma, The Adoption Chronicles. I'm your host, Melissa Brunetti. In this second season of Mind Your Own Karma, we're tackling the subject of adoption. Yes, adoption most of the time is a wonderful experience. You have the generous birth parents, the excited adoptive parents, and this lucky little baby. Everyone lives happily ever after, right? But what I want you to know is, there's so much more to these stories. I'm an adoptee myself, and I want to bring all sides of the adoption journey to you in hopes to educate you and to bring understanding to the subject. We're about to get real and raw here, so let's dive right in. Hey there, Karma Crew. This is Melissa Brunetti, the host of Mind Your Own Karma, The Adoption Chronicles. I hope you had a great week. Today, I am going to go back to a podcast that I did earlier when I very first started. It was actually, I think, the fourth episode that I came out with called Homecoming. I'm going to kind of go back and rework that podcast today for you because I'm looking back at it and I really feel like this is something that the adoptees need to hear. Like I said, I've been on a lot of Facebook groups and some Zoom meetings And it's just becoming more and more apparent to me that there's so many adoptees that are stuck and hurting, and it's just heartbreaking to me. I really am feeling the call to come forward and help out in any way I can. And I was going back and looking at some past episodes, and I came across Homecoming, And it just struck me that this is something that I need to bring to this podcast right now. I'm seeing so many adoptees that just aren't fitting into their adoptive families and are being rejected by them and then going and seeking out their biological family in hopes to find that connection. And it just isn't working there either. It's just so heartbreaking. Some of these adoptees, the parents don't want to know them or they reconnect and never hear from them again and it just leaves you feeling rejected all over again for a second time and just makes that primal wound even wider and deeper and you get into the loop of what's wrong with me why does nobody want me and here a lot of adoptees have spent their entire lives being an actor in their own life and doing everything that they thought they were supposed to do to belong to their new family, to fit in without being authentic to themselves. And then even that doesn't work. Even then you're rejected. And then what? Then what? What do you do with that, that rejection? They feel like they have done everything right when actually maybe they haven't been doing everything right. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Why when we are doing everything right, and I'm doing air quotes right now, when we feel like we've done everything right, everything that everyone else wanted us to do, we did. And we're miserable. And we're depressed. And we're so angry. Angry and bitter. And that's where I see a lot of people stuck. They are stuck in sucky town and it is horrible. So what do you do when you feel 
rejected. What do you do when you feel like you have no family and you don't belong anywhere? Just hang in there with me through this podcast today. I am going to talk some tough love here and it might be difficult to hear and it might be triggering. But let me start by saying to the adoptee, there is hope for you. There is happiness. There is joy. There is the feeling of belonging out there for you. And I'm not talking about a conditional belonging. I'm talking about the truest sense of belonging. And it's a belonging that cannot be taken away from you. It's a belonging that is unconditional. You don't have to do anything or be anything other than your true self. So you might be asking yourself, where is this unconditional love? That is why this episode is called Homecoming. Because that unconditional love is in you. And maybe you need to come home to yourself for once. Maybe you need to be authentic. Maybe you need to be the person that you were born to be. And you have never met that person before. It's time to allow yourself to be you and stop being and trying to be someone else. You shouldn't have to do that to fit in to your family. You shouldn't have to do that to feel loved or accepted. You should be loved and accepted for being who you are. If your family is trying to tell you or giving you the vibe that you need to be a certain way to fit in and be loved and accepted by them, guess what? You can be that person and you are not going to be happy. And family should want you to be happy. But if you're not being your authentic self, that isn't going to happen. But let me tell you this little secret that I found out. When you start becoming your authentic self, those other people don't matter as much. And I'm not saying that lightly because coming to the realization that your family is not on your team and that you might have to let them go is not easy. But let me tell you that if you are your authentic self, you love your life. And if those people don't want to be a part of that, sad, yes, but it's still okay. Most adoptees have spent their entire lives watching for cues from other people to dictate our lives. We can tell and read a room quicker than anyone else. 
We look for all those cues from people, a look on your face, a tone of the voice to tell us, oh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't do that. And then we don't. Instead of checking in with ourselves and being true to us. And it's time to stop that. It's time to stop being an actor in our own lives. So I'm going to stop right here for a second and ask adoptees that are listening right now, how does it make you feel when I talk about coming home to yourself and living authentically? Does it sound scary or does it sound right? And I'm not looking for a particular answer. There's no right or wrong answer to that question. I just want you to get used to checking in with yourself and how things feel to you. And it's a retraining of everything that we have done since childhood. So we need to practice checking in with ourselves and noticing how things feel for us. For me, that was the first step in reintroducing myself to me was, how did that feel? And from what I've been seeing in other adoptees, there isn't a lot of things that feel good. Isn't it time to feel some joy in your life? It is time. And the time is right now. Life is too damn short to be miserable. So let's talk about the elephant in the room right now for most adoptees that are probably listening And that is the terror that you feel by me just saying for you to live authentically. Because some of you might be saying to yourself, if I do that, I'm going to lose what little of the people I have in my life, I'm going to lose them. I'm going to lose the little bit that I have left. And then what? I can't do that. But the beautiful thing that happens when you start becoming you is, yeah, you're going to lose some people. They're going to fall away. But then you're going to find out who your tribe is and you are actually going to attract your tribe to you. The people that truly care about you, want the best for you, and are so happy that you are happy. And I would rather have five of those type of people in my life than have a hundred family members that are accepting me for not being who I am. So that's the first thing that might come to your mind when I talk about you becoming more authentic. The second thing that might be coming to your mind is... Coming home to myself sounds really scary because either I don't know who that person is, I don't know if I'm going to like that person, and I don't even know where to start to look for myself. And maybe you've become so comfortable in the pain that 
that is your norm. And feeling joy and peace and love feels so foreign and weird that it's uncomfortable. And let me tell you, that is a normal feeling to feel. You are in survival mode, like so many adoptees. And you need to retrain your brain to accept positive feelings in your body because you're just not used to it. Feeling good might even make you feel some anxiety because it feels so weird. You're like, what is this feeling I'm feeling right now? This is very uncomfortable. I'm not sure I like this. Give yourself some grace if this is where you're at, because you have spent your entire life living a different way, living a life that somebody else wanted you to live. And you're trying now a new way. You're trying a way that is coming home to yourself. The unknown is always scary. Change is not fun a lot of times. And if you think of your life as chapters in a book, you are the author of the book. And a lot of chapters have already been written. And some of those chapters might not have been so great for a lot of different reasons. But the good thing is, you are the author of the book. You have the pen in your hand and you get to write the next chapter, even though we don't know what it's going to say. You can make it say anything that you want. So the unknown is a blank slate. It's a blank piece of paper. And you might feel like you have writer's block and you just can't even start. You don't know what the first sentence should even be. Then get out your colored pencils and draw a picture. And if you don't know what to draw, what color are you drawn to? Even if it's black, even if you feel down in the dumps right now and you take that black pen out and you just scribble on the paper and just get it out. Maybe you pick the color green because you are feeling hopeful Maybe you grab red and you just start drawing a spiral because you just feel out of control and angry. Maybe you take your blue pen and color the whole page blue because it reminds you of the sky and the endless possibilities that are coming your way. Whatever it is, it's all okay. Art can be a form of therapy. And it can help you get your mind some clarity so that you can start writing that next chapter. Stop handing your pen to somebody else to write your story. It's your pen. Take it back and make a life that you love. We forget that we are in charge. We're in charge of how our life goes. Yes, people can influence our lives and our happiness, but in the end, we get to decide if whatever the situation was, we get to label that 
any way we want to. We can label it as good. We can label it as bad. And so we get to decide how much or how important that thing is that it's going to affect our life so much. Just as an example, last weekend, I made 150 wedding cupcakes for a friend's wedding as their gift. And anytime I do wedding cakes or cupcakes, it's very stressful because I just want it to be perfect and I want it to look nice. Obviously, it's somebody's wedding. So I stress myself out before I even start doing anything, right? And the day of the rehearsal, we loaded everything up in the truck and started driving. And I was sitting in the back seat with all the cupcakes. And I had the cake, I had made the little topper cake that they could cut into. So I had that in my lap, holding on to that. And then I had these stacks and stacks of cupcakes back in the back seat. And I'm trying to, you know, with my two arms and hands, hold everything down. Well, the car in front of us slammed on their brakes. And so we had to slam on our brakes and the top set of cupcakes flew up and some of them hit the top of the container and smashed. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, and I freaked out. We got to the venue And I was supposed to be able to set up a lot of the things and have it. So all I had to do the next day for the wedding was put out the cupcakes. Well, the table wasn't out where it was supposed to be. I couldn't do anything that I had planned to do when I got there. So it just felt like a snowball of mishaps. And I carried that into the next day of the wedding And I was just telling myself, nothing's going right. You know, I was dropping stuff. I mean, just every little thing, even trying to put on my underwear, my foot was getting caught in my underwear. And I was just like, see, I can't even put my underwear on today. This is just, I was just so frazzled. And I was thinking about those smashed cupcakes and how I had to get down there even earlier and fix those. And it was just going to be a huge process and a mess. And nothing was going right. So I throw myself together, I get everything, and I get down to the venue. And the lady still, there's no table where it's supposed to be. So I went up to the lady in charge. And so she says, Oh, well, we're not, we're not putting out dessert till 830. And I'm like, lady, I have to start setting up. This is 150 cupcakes plus some other things that I had to put out on the table. And that is not going to go out in five minutes. So again, stress, stress, stress. And reinforcing that nothing's going right here. So I could go on and on and on because my negative attitude was even through the wedding, halfway through the reception. And I look back now at the pictures of my creation and they were beautiful and I realized how I was picking out every negative thing that day and just blowing it up and then the next thing it was even bigger and even bigger and even bigger and finally halfway through the reception I had to stop myself 
because I wasn't even having a good time. I'd done all this work and I was getting upset over all these little things when, like I said, everything was fine. I was choosing to label it not fine. I was choosing to catastrophize everything that was happening. I was taking the pen and writing that story. Could I go back and erase that chapter? No, but I could start writing a new story. That was a lot more fun for me. And so that's what I did. And you know what? I noticed I was so exhausted. And I know I had a right to be exhausted. I had done a lot of work, but I think I was even more exhausted just from having a negative attitude. So moral of the story is be mindful in how you are labeling the things that are happening to you because you get to decide that. You get to decide how trivial something is and how much leverage that it has. And that is something that dictates your mindset and that thought will just snowball. So if you decide to nitpick on all the negative things, or you can decide to nitpick on all the positive things, it's all in your control. And so what is your story saying to you? What self-talk is going on in your head? How do you talk to yourself? Are you telling yourself that you're unworthy to be loved? that you're a horrible person, that something's wrong with you. It's time to write a different script and stop the negative self-talk because that negative self-talk is creating your tomorrow. It's creating your future. So turn the page and start a new chapter. And just remember that you're not alone There are so many adoptees that are right where you are at right now. There are so many great Facebook groups, and I talk about fireside adoptees a lot on this podcast. I really, really think that is a positive space for adoptees, a safe space. So if you're looking for like-minded people that are going through the same thing that you are, I suggest that site. The link is in the show notes. You know, it wasn't long ago that I was down in the dumps and feeling really bad about myself too. And I'm still a work in progress. I'm nobody's perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. And so I'm still on the journey as well. I'm trying to write my own book. And there's some chapters that I wish I could erase out of my book, but I can't. But what I can do is I can learn from the experiences and I can bring them to people that are going through the same thing so that I can help somebody else. If I can help speed someone through their process, telling them about my story and what helped me, then it's all worth it. So I have another question for the adoptee. And what I want to ask you is, If you feel like being you is not working, I want you to ask yourself, why? Why is it not working? And if the answer to that question is about a lot of other people, then you haven't taken your pen back. Either you haven't taken your pen back or you're still living in the past where you allowed other people to dictate 
what you say and think and do. And it's time to change that narrative because you are not your past. Have you ever heard the story of the elephant, the baby elephant that was tied up and couldn't go anywhere? And they take the chain off the little elephant and it won't step out of that little area that they're used to being chained up in. I often think that that is the adoptee. And we're so afraid to step out of that circle that we think that we're still chained to. But we're not. We're not chained to it anymore. And I know it can be scary to step out. You don't know what's out there. But that's the point. How happy are you where you're at right now? What could be out there for you? You are worth stepping out of the circle. You have a purpose in this life. And it is something that only you can do. Nobody else in this world can do it. And so if you don't show up and do your thing that you are born to do, that is going to light you up and give you joy, everyone misses out. You miss out. Your family misses out. Your friends miss out. I miss out. We miss out on your gifts. But if you stay in that circle and pretend that you're still chained up because it feels safer, that's okay. But I can guarantee you that the universe is going to keep poking you to the edge of that circle because the universe knows that that's what's best for you. You were not made to be miserable. You were made to live the life that you love living. And that life is right outside that circle. I know trauma can be difficult to navigate through at times. And it can be paralyzing. And you know what? If you want to sit in that circle a little while longer, I'll sit in there with you. I will sit in there with you until you're ready to take a step outside, and then I will still be with you. There is a huge community of adoptees that are rising up to help other adoptees, and we are ready to meet you where you're at. We are not licensed therapists, most of us, or trained in any kind of counseling so if you need counseling, please do not hesitate. And they have specific therapists for adoptees. So seek one out. But I think knowing that you are okay, your feelings are valid, and there's a multitude of adoptees ready to raise their hand and say, me too. And we don't get to hear that very often. So that is why I think these groups are so, so important for adoptees. You will not feel alone. So if you are an adoptee that is coming out of the adoptee fog right now, and you're not even sure where to start, you know, as adoptees, a lot of us feel like we never got to have our own feelings, that we were kind of taught how to feel about everything in our lives. 
Now is the time for you to feel the way that you feel, the way that you want to feel. Give yourself permission and allow yourself to feel some feelings. And I know that can be a scary thing because maybe you don't feel safe feeling your own feelings. So how are some practical ways that you can do that right now? I have a few suggestions that helped me and um, just talking to other adoptees. These are some suggestions that they also gave. So one thing to do is if you journal, if you like to write, that is one way to get your feelings out. If you're angry at someone, write them an anger letter. You don't have to send it. In fact, you probably shouldn't send it, but at least get those feelings out. Just get them flushed out in a safe space. Another thing that I used to do is I used to do some art and you don't have to draw a beautiful, you know, picture. Like I said before, just whatever color you're gravitating to with your feelings, use that and do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You can throw it away when you're done. Another person I talked to, they liked to dance. They like to dance out their feelings. And I know some people that just like to stand there and just shake their arms and their hands and just feel like they're getting that energy out. They're getting that anxiety out. Meditation, yoga, breathing exercises. Those are all good things. Relaxation, listening to running water, watching the sunrise or the sunset, watching rain, putting your feet in the grass, hugging a tree, whatever you're, you feel like doing in nature, take a walk, get some fresh air. Another thing I do is I have a playlist of music that just makes me feel good. And listening to those songs, I can't stay in a depressed state for very long. When I start listening to those songs, it literally changes my vibration and my outlook and my attitude. So that's one easy way to change a negative attitude. Maybe you like to sing or you play an instrument. It's time to start tapping into the things that make you feel good and the things that change your vibration and make a more positive impact in your life. It can be so easy to just stay in that negative, negative, and you just get in that spiral and you feel like you just can't get out. It's really, really can be super hard. So some of these things that I mentioned in the last couple minutes can help you start to change that. It can help you start experiencing some joy in your life in a safe way that cannot hurt you. It has nothing to do with other people or their reactions or anything like that. This is all personal work. It's self-care. Do you do anything for self-care right now? If you don't, it's super important to start doing that because that could be another reason that you feel depressed is that you are not filling your own cup and you are giving what little bit you have in your cup, you're giving it to everyone else and you are just depleted. When you are trying to fill everyone else's cup when yours is empty, it just doesn't work and it leads to resentment for those people in your life. 
So not a very healthy place to be. So let's start doing some self-care and filling ourselves up so that we are able to give freely to the people in our lives. So that is what I have for you this week. I hope it helps. If you would like to get in touch with me, ask me questions, just want to talk to me, my email address is mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. I am also on social media. You can DM me. The links are in the show notes. If this podcast is helping you in any way or you have been listening for a while now and have not gone on and rated the podcast, I'm asking that you please do that on your listening platform. Each platform is different. Some you can leave a written review. Some are just stars. So if you can check that out, just go to Mind Your Own Karma and scroll down. Some of them you have to scroll a little bit to find the rating and review section. If you could just take a moment to do that, I would really appreciate it. Now that the housekeeping is done, I will wrap things up. So as always, take what you need and leave what you don't. And always remember to mind your own karma. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Mind Your Own Karma, The Adoption Chronicles. I've had listeners ask how they can help support this podcast. The best way to do that is rate and review this podcast directly on your listening platform. You have no idea how this small gesture helps get the word out about this podcast. Don't forget to click the subscribe tab to get notified of future episodes so you won't miss a thing. You can also find my Instagram and Facebook links below if you would like to follow and support me there as well. Lastly, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Adoption Chronicles season of the podcast, you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.